Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, back to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. I want to talk a little bit about a story that I covered a couple of years ago. And to be honest, I thought this story had kind of figured itself out. Not so much. It's a seven-year-old who can't fly because he shares his name with someone on the no-fly list. And he's been on that list for at least three years considered a travel threat and he must be awful to be on that list because even the canadian government has said children 18 and under do not need additional screening if they're on that list but adam ahmed who is the boy happens to share the name with another person on the no-fly list so he is guilt by association so every time he tries to travel with his family he gets caught in this travel snare and the family, you know, last time I chatted with them, you know, the, the federal public safety minister, Ralph Goodale, uh, had told them, we'll look into it. But so far, nothing's changed, except that the fact that the number of people affected by this is growing. I think it now numbers around 100,000. So now a group of families want to meet with the prime minister so that he can see the scrutiny that they go through and make changes before the spring budget. So let's bring in mom. Kaji Keji joins us now. I hope I said your name right. It's uh, Khadija. That's I knew it. I, look, don't take it personal. I, I, I mess up everybody's name. It's just no not my thing. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, last time I got to speak with your, your husband about this issue, and, you know, I was surprised. Why is this not figured out? How is it that two, three years later, this child is still on the no-fly list? Yeah, it's this child and many others. I mean, we've been contacted as recently as uh, as today uh, by another parent who said that they saw the story in the paper and, and just were contacting us because their 14-year-old is in the, is in the same predicament. Uh, we've been waiting for, basically what we're waiting for now is for the funding to be approved for this uh, new redress system that we've been uh, advocating for. Uh, and so we're hoping that that will be approved in the next federal budget coming up soon in the springtime. What are you expecting, though? Because, I mean, this, I don't think people understand how much of a problem this is until you get to an airport and find out you're essentially, you know, you you can't go anywhere. It really affects your life. Yeah, I mean, it could be something as simple as you're unable to check in online. So, Mm -hmm. for example, when my son was born, he's eight now, but when he was born, um, all of a sudden we couldn't check in online for flights anymore. Even though I have two older kids, we'd never had this problem before. Um, so you have to go and wait in this line and they have to visually identify the child. And very often, more, more often than not, the agents are complete, in complete shock because the individual that they have to visually identify is an infant or a small child, you know, um, and, uh, you know, and then they have to make a call to a security center to have them cleared to check in. Um, most recently now it's sort of, I don't know if it's a new rule or if it's just something Air Canada has implemented, but they've started asking for his passport, just mm-hmm. his passport, not the rest of us, even on domestic flights. So essentially so, you can't travel as a family. 
we can travel. It just uh, we have a few roadblocks, you know, in between uh, the buying the ticket and getting on the on the flight. And the boys, you know, a lot of the boys as they get older, um, you know, mid teens, older teens, they get pulled aside for additional screening and additional questioning because they're not so young and so obviously innocent anymore. So, you know. They, there are these additional roadblocks. We've had uh, people who've missed flights, families who've missed flights because their children have been pulled aside for questioning, uh, delayed, like, you know, for many hours and inconvenienced, even in foreign countries. Like, they've been delayed and inconvenienced and missed flights in foreign countries because of this issue. Yeah, I mean, that would be, I think, as a parent, my number one concern is, okay, I can get on the flight out of Canada, but what if I can't get back in or I can't board the plane and I'm stuck in another country? Yes, and this has happened. It's a major concern. We've had some boys who had such bad experiences that they're afraid of traveling now. Some of them have since become adults and are still afraid of traveling by themselves because they don't know what awaits them if they travel by themselves. And it's not just one ethnicity. I know of a number of people who have gotten stuck on these no-fly lists. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it affects random people that I know, and, and, it, and it can last for years, these headaches. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have... We have families from all different cultures and backgrounds uh, contacting us. We have, uh, you know, David Matthews, the son of a Canadian veteran. Uh, We have, like, people from all over, you know, all over the country, all different backgrounds. It's not exclusive to one sort of, like, culture or nationality or, you know, one particular sounding name. Uh, Not by any means. Yeah, I mean, look, I I think what what confounds me, I mean, and it really shouldn't at this point in my life, is that you would think that common sense would prevail, certainly in the case of children. I mean, clearly a (laughs) seven-year-old, and and when this started, I should point out that Adam was, what, six when this started? Well, yeah, I mean, when we first went public, he was six, but he's been in this predicament his entire life, so he was flagged since birth, right? And he's eight now. Yeah, right. So, I mean, at what point does a government official say, okay, look, let's just think outside the box here and figure it out? Exactly. I mean, we would love an answer to this question. I mean, I think, too, you know, it's been over two years now. I think that's plenty long enough. And, uh, you know, like this is like our last push for advocacy to have this approved in the next federal budget, the funding for the system, because... The system does exist. The system exists for people who are actually on the list and for people who are actually denied boarding. In our cases, our children are never actually denied boarding because they're obviously innocent. Well, I'm going to take it one step further. Why can't they just get a paper issued to them, a document that says, I mean, there there has to be a simple and straightforward way to say, you know, there's an exemption here. I, I just can't understand why someone cannot go into the computer, take this name out. I mean, I, I know yeah. that sounds easy, but it's government. They never make it easy. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I guess there are sort of like these multifaceted uh, things that they have to take into consideration. And, you know, that's on them. They have to figure that out. But as far as we're concerned, we just want a solution. Uh, what, are, what they need to do to make that work, that's, you know, that's something that they need to deal with. But we, we just want that to happen, whatever that is. So you have spoken with with, with the minister of um, uh, Ralph Goodale, who has yeah. said he was looking into this. Who else have you heard from and how optimistic are you that you're going to get a meeting with the prime minister? So, I mean, lately we have been in touch with the uh, PMO. Um, you know, we can confirm that they have reached out to us and we're looking at options with them. So, uh, you know, that's that is a positive step. And if we can meet him uh, and discuss this issue, that would be wonderful. What are the options then? I mean, if someone's listening to this and say, hold on a second, I think I'm on a list. Is there like a, is there like a group that, that yeah. are fighting together collectively? 
Absolutely. I mean, we just started as a couple of families, you know, just two families. Uh, each of us had one kid, but now we're, we've grown into this big group of uh, families from all over the country. Um, and we're called No Fly List Kids. So we have a website. It's noflylistkids.ca. Um, and we have all sorts of information on there, how you can help. If you find yourself on the list, what you can do. Uh, and just, uh, you know, a means to contact us to get more information as well. Um, so we have all that set up. And if you'd like to follow a Twitter account, we're at No Fly List Kids. There's a lot of information on there as well. Um, and, yes, I mean, you know, we're, we, we welcome other families, anyone who would like to help us and advocate along with us. We welcome them to contact us. Yeah. I mean, what I think what strikes me most is that, you know, th- this seems to be getting worse than it is getting better. I mean, if you see the numbers, how much they've jumped in just the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's surprising to us, actually. And we've uh, every time there's a new cycle around this issue, we always get contacted by a whole host of new families. So, you know, there's always more people coming out, coming forward to us and, um, you know, interested to know what they can do to solve this problem. And, and the stories that they tell us about what they've been through with their children, just like sometimes shocking, you know, even though we've heard like just yesterday we received this uh, email from this family with their child who's 14 who, you know, has been through yeah. uh, really bad experiences overseas, right? Uh, and is also now terrified of flying. So, you know, these are things that we worry about as Canadian citizens because we may end up in a country that doesn't hold the same value for human rights as we do here. Uh, and who knows what can happen, right? Or even just domestically. Yeah. You know, my son, they're asking for his passport on a domestic flight. This, they're not asking for any other person's passport on a domestic flight. That's not an actual requirement to fly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so it's it's sort of like this two-tiered system for people who, you know, for the rest of us and then people who are caught on this in this sort of like shade, shady yeah. area about the no-fly list, right? Well, do me a favor. Let us know what happens uh, if you get that meeting or if I have to call in another two years to see uh, uh, if oh, uh, Adam I is on that not. list. I hope not. I hope we won't be talking in two years' time. I hope it's resolved well before then. Yeah, the next time I talk to you, it should just be to say hi. Thanks so much so. for joining us. Thanks. That is Khadija Kg, who is the mom of this young boy, Adam.